When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. Thanks, everyone, for joining us on another episode of the Elmo Disc Golf Podcast. Today with us, we got my co-host, Kyle. Kyle, how's it going? Hello, hello. Welcome. And very special guest from On Your Card, uh, Rick Hansen. How's it going, Rick? It's going all right. Here to talk things all disc golf and really just walk off not looking like a fool. That's my goal tonight. Oh, well, don't worry. We'll, we'll make plenty fools of ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll we'll take that that bullet for you. <laughs> oh, I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, so why don't you just take a minute and introduce yourself? Tell us about who you are and tell tell everyone who you are. Sure. So uh, my name is Rick Hansen. I'm one of the co-founders of On Your Card. Uh, it can be found at onyourcard.com. We are a fantasy disc golf company. Uh, and we combine fantasy disc golf with uh, stock market salary cap models. So what you can do in our game is prices that players are right now won't necessarily be what they'll be a week from now. So we just had our first tournament uh, for the Las Vegas Challenge this past week. And at the start of the season, we balanced all of the rosters out so that $10,000 was the balance point where you could pick from price points and you could build yourself a pretty solid roster. We met, we, we ran many uh, play test nights. Uh, I had lots of people in my kitchen. I, I roped the wife. I roped uh, <laughs> friends and family into playing with us who didn't understand disc golf. Grab a but they understood. They, oh yeah. They understood two things. One, make money two score more points. And that's as simple as our, our game is. So yeah. when you get that $10,000 in the beginning, you buy your players and you're hoping. So just this past week, we saw some names up on featured card lead cards that we're not used to seeing. We saw people in contention that were not. So those are value yeah. buys within our system. Then you uh -huh. have like Eagle, who should be a lot of money. But did you know he was going to come back and be as good as he was without right. that forehand at a big bomber course? So we had to build that into our pricing model. So right uh -huh. now... People could say Eagles underpriced. Well, uh, yeah, because of the first two tournaments he came out with, he's on fire, but you can't build that in there. Right. Um, so we took data from the past three years tournaments and uh, we averaged out pricing and came up with a scoring model. And one thing that we feel is unique about our scoring model is MPO and FPO are balanced. So Katrina Allen and Calvin Heinberg both scored the same number of points in our game this past week for winning. And then obviously the FPO scales down a little quicker because the field is a third the size in most tournaments. Right. Uh -huh. right. right. So, um, uh -huh. and then all the ties also, they, they change it around. So I think in our top 10 of scoring this past week, it ended up being five MPO players and five FPO players. And that's exactly what we, what we did. My, uh, my brother, who is also our financial guy, our CFO, uh, we spent many a sleepless nights with whiteboards on my living room floor, 
and Excel spreadsheets open, going back and forth to try and come up with the balance. And I still remember the night we, we thought we had it. It was literally, it was staring us in the face. And then we just looked at each other. It was like, is that it? And then we called uh, our CTO, Andrew, and we got a data dump for three years. Let's put this scoring to the test and see if it works out. And we spent the next couple of hours running it against every tournament that we had there. And sure enough, uh, uh, that's a a scoring model that we have in place. So um, with Fantasy Disc Golf being in its infancy for uh, a lot of disc golfers, um, we went with a very simple scoring model. Finish better, you score more points. We're, uh-huh. we're not trying to overcomplicate it with you lose points for a, a bogey, gain points for a birdie, an OB stroke costs you this. That's where fantasy football, fantasy basketball, fantasy baseball is. But I've been involved in, in writing fantasy software code. I started 25 years ago in uh, New York for a company called Small World. Um, and we had simpler scoring mechanics compared to what they have now. Why? Because online fantasy was new. You have to introduce slowly and then you get more, then you can add more statistics for people to, to uh, either worry about or fascinate over and, and just dive into. Yeah. Wow. So you guys put a lot of thought into this. <laughs> uh, this has been about a year and a half in the making. And okay. We, all right. Wow. Yeah. We, we just barely made the start of the season and, uh-huh. uh, it was it was a stressful. All of this gray hair here is just from the past month and a half, I, I, and the loss of hair. I was I was completely like full lo- flowing locks before this. Um. So will it will it take into account like uh? There's always they always say that like the the tournament right after Worlds, Paul McBeth is going to come in like first or second. Like you know, it's just like a. I don't know if it happens. I have never like looked up the statistics on it. But uh, just he, that's what he seems to peak. Is that is it? Is your model take that into account? In so like price, way, shape, or form? right? So prices after the start of the season are purely up to our players. It is it is okay. market based. So uh, the number of buys, the number of sells, the number of holds, uh, player searches, player link clicks. The the more interest within our game for a player, the the higher their price will go. But Gotcha. We we had Kristen Tatar and Ricky Wysocki both increase in value after the Las Vegas challenge. They didn't play, even, but there yeah, was interest even. for it. Right. Uh-huh. Pe- people bought them, looking, put them on their team. Gotcha. Uh-huh, waiting for them to play. Yeah. yeah. Right. So get them now while the bargain is there. Make a little cash. If either of them depend in game cash, I have to be very clear there. I'm not yeah, really yeah. going to give no you money for cash. picking. <laughs> no, for picking Ricky Wysocki to do good at a disc golf tournament. I'm not giving you money. Um, uh, so the, the, the good part about that though, is you can get these hidden gems. So uh, two of the guys that I'd like to use from last year is look at Robert Burridge and uh, Jake Hebenheimer. So uh-huh. they they popped off for a couple tournaments. They were on lead card coverage. They were on uh, feature card coverage. And uh, Burge pushed Simon to a playoff. That's that's their name recognition getting uh, growing or, or getting much bigger. Take advantage of that fact. If you bought them early and you were playing with them, well, you've just made a lot more money. And you're, to me, the goal isn't Paul, Ricky, Page and Kristen it's it's that consistency now Kristen last year had the highs and all the consistency 
Look at Ricky and Paul. They had the highs, but then they had some much lower weeks where a guy like Calvin just steady, steady, steady. Or even Gannon Bird last year still played a lot of Silver Series. We give you points for Silver Series. So those road warriors are your good picks as well. We want you to play with everybody that goes out on tour. We don't want you to just play with and this is this is a criticism that happens all the time, right? At, at, by mid-year, you're looking at the same 12, 13 guys that have been on Jomez Gatekeeper just because they keep rising to the top. This this allows you to play with that full 140 field. Everybody increases. And one of the big things for us is you can play with the pros. So we have about 15 pros that are in our league now. We're, we ha- we're having many discussions with other pros to get them started. Uh, But for $10, you can play with the pro and they're actually playing our game. And of that, a portion of that goes directly to them. So not only are you playing a game with them, you're you're also supporting them. Right. So how much better? Just just think now, if you haven't been there, we're going to play a game of imagination here. Imagine you're in your second round of your tournament and you're leading. Right. And you're going to get a thousand dollars cash. And you need that $1,000 cash to pay for gas, to pay for food, to pay for your hotel room, your entry fee. And you know if you miss that putt, you're going to come up $250 short. Okay, now what happens if you've already made that $1,000 by playing with your fans? How much easier is that putt going to be? We think the entire level of disc golf can actually rise throughout the board because we relieve a little bit of that stress. And we have it when we're out there playing with our friends, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, if I make this, I'm going to win. Nine times out of ten, we're missing that putt, and you got to go throw one again to see who won the day. Right. <laughs> uh, what? Why don't you list uh, some of the pros you got? I I know a few of them, but just, sure. Uh, get it out there to anyone listening. So, yeah, right now we have uh, Connor O'Reilly, Dan Brooks Wells. Uh, so I one caveat here. I want to say this isn't just for all of your touring pros. We want to get guys. And I have two, uh, Dylan Horst and Nathan Johnson, who get to play a handful of events each year. But they have a good local following. They they right. probably beat everybody when they go to league night or they just show up at their course, send out a text saying, I'm throwing, who wants to come throw? They beat everybody. Well, one of the things that we offer it, with the pros, so you're playing uh, you're playing Sarah, Sarah Hokum. What, what, what? chance do you have of beating sarah hokum out on a disc golf course very small yeah Uh, i i have this one i have zero um so good for you Uh, remind me never to play against you eric because if if you if you're giving yourself a shot against sarah i got no shot i mean i Um, I if i can pick the course i'll try to pick like a only backhand course (laughs) there you go that's fair um so i'll still lose but (laughs) so now imagine you, ha- you got to pull a disc out while you're playing that round with Sarah that said, I beat Sarah Hogan, right? So every, every person who plays in a league with Sarah gets the right to purchase a disc that says, I beat and the pro that you're playing with in there. And then in real small letters, it's going to say on your card. So for guys like Dylan or Joey Bruno or Nathan Johnson, who are still playing in league nights pretty regularly, uh, uh, Joey is Joey plays around here. I've known Joey a couple of years now. I'd love to pull out a disc that said I beat Joey Bruno. And then he's going to love to laugh at me when I throw it into first available tree. So right. it's it's that extra that extra interaction that we want to help facilitate in a safe, fun, friendly manner. Good laughs all around. 
Yes. And, and so that's part of it is, is I go to play disc golf because one, it's fun Two, it's Mm -hmm. relaxing. It's the most meditative state I get when I'm out there at sunrise by myself, the entire world disappears. It's just me, the woods and and the occasional swear word when I hit a tree. Um, (laughs) Other than that, it's perfect. And, and we want, we want this to be fun. We want the interaction with our fans to be fun. Um, so we've seen, uh, Ian Burchett, he plays our game. All of his posts are trash talking. He's out there completely saying, you can't beat me. You stand no chance. Sarah's a little more questioning. You think you can beat me? Sign up now. So you'll get different voices in this. Some people like to laugh when their friend misses a putt. I, me personally, I like to say good bid. Even if it was only from 10 feet, it's still fine. It, it's, it's the subtle big. I'm not going <laughs> to yeah. say nice shot. <laughs> that's good um i had a question about it now i lost it yeah that's because i talked too much i lost no you're okay. No, okay i lost my i lost what i had one and i lost it too uh, uh well let's just quickly since we were just talking about how it's your meditative state how did you get into disc golf sure so uh it was actually during covid i'm a i'm a covid baby um, my wife wanted to take a walk through a local uh, park here, Alaire State Park, and I was having a crazy day. The company I was going through, we were actually going through an acquisition, the company that I was working for, and I was the CTO of the company. And that day was the day they decided we're doing a code review. So we're looking at all the work you've done for the past nine years. Now, I don't know about you guys, but nine years ago, I'm very different than who I am now professionally and personally. So (laughs) the idea of somebody looking back at a decision I made nine, nine years ago is kind of terrifying. Um, So I didn't want to just go walking through the park. So I pulled up their website and took a look at what they had. And it said this golf course, I had never heard of it before. I'm like, what is that? So I looked it up and I'm like, well, that sounds like fun. And we're still getting to walk through nature. Maybe we can combine what she wants to do with a little something to take my mind off of everything. So we found uh, starter kits at Dick's um, and my wife got four. So for me, my wife, my son, and my daughter, about six holes in, my wife and my son are like, this sucks, we're out. (laughs) However, (laughs) me and my daughter were like, this is awesome. So her and I played every day for four or five days. We have a family slack. I didn't know there was any way to keep track of this. So I was just texting our scores to each other back and uh-huh. forth on slack before we found you disc. Uh, and uh, 2021, both my daughter and I actually got to qualify for NADGTs. We qualified at the same event at our home course, which was fantastic. Uh, awesome. So we took a family trip down there. I played like crap. Uh, I think I beat five people out of the 70 that were there. Um, Day one, right. Day one, it was about 40, 50 mile an hour winds. And I play in the woods in New Jersey. So I had no idea what to do. (laughs) Um, Everything's different. I'm trying to throw firebirds on forehand. I'm right-handed. They're going left. I'm like up is down. I don't know what anything is anymore. (laughs) Uh, My daughter, on the other hand, was 15 she finished third in the under 18 division she oh, went out there awesome. well because i didn't qualify for the finals i got the caddy for her and see her play on the final day yeah. so it was a blessing and a curse but no uh-huh. it, it's it's been a it's been a family 
it's been a family sport for her and I, and, and I'm just blessed that uh, my 15, 14, 15, 16 year old daughter is okay to spend two hours in the woods alone with her father. It's yeah. just, it's just fantastic. And, and that, that's the feeling why, why I want to get into making disc golf my career. have it be those types of people i I mean i've run into all types and as a community as a whole disc golfers are one of the most philanthropic set of people i've ever met um so within our game not only do we right now the pros are earning we want to have content creators be able to earn as well because i'm sure getting together every week every two weeks to do a podcast like you guys do does take time away and it can get a little stressful. So, okay, let's, let's, let's help where we can there. And we also want to do it uh, for charitable organizations. Of course, we'd love to do Macbeth Foundation, Ricky's, Eulaberry's, but also how many people around Super Bowl time get involved in those little box picks, right? They know yeah, nothing right. about, nothing about football. They just want to be a part of something. Right. So what mm-hmm. we would love, is the guy at the office, the girl at the office who's into disc golf, hey, let's start a fantasy disc golf league for our charity. And then instead of the proceeds going to the pro, it'll actually go to the charity. So we're we're in the process of trying to reach out to as many people as we can, get them on board, get as many people playing this, get as many people understanding fantasy sports in general, and also help some of that more interaction with the pros. So imagine a pro next year goes to LBC and they, the disc they're asked to sign is it says I beat and then insert pro name. Well, right then and there, that's a great interaction for the fan and the pro, because as the pro, you know, the fan supported you last year, you know, they, they cared enough. They wanted to play with you. That's an easy conversation starter. You go, you sign that disc. And as the fan, well, you cared enough to play in a league with them. Now they're there. They're signing your disc. It's just that that extra level of, of interactivity. And so let's say I play in a league with Connor. And then I like Sarah's disc. I can't buy that disc because I played with Connor. I can only buy Connor's disc. So I'll have to join Sarah's league in order to be right. able to purchase Sarah's disc. Love that. Did um, did you play a lot of fantasy football before uh, this? Or how, how, talk to me yeah, about that. Yeah, I did. Um, so one of one of the funny stories is um, everybody always said that you you would love to go to work and get paid to do nothing. Well, I actually got that experience in 1999. Uh, the my boss was one of the first people to work remotely. Um, at the time they moved, but the company loved her. So they let her work remotely. I think that she was so fearful for her job with the whole out of sight, out of mind, all the work that I was supposed to be doing, she was doing. So I had eight hours a day to do nothing. Uh, I was playing fantasy baseball at the time and on the right-hand side of the fantasy baseball, uh, website I was using, it said jobs. I'm like, all right, let's see what we can do. Uh, I went up for an interview and it was, I live in Jersey. I probably should have gone to New York a lot more. I only went to Yankee stadium. That was it. I didn't do anything else in New York. So my girlfriend at the time, now wife used to be from New York. I was like, you got to come with me on this job interview. I don't know where I'm going. So 
She walked me literally to the building <laughs> and then goes across the street to a furniture store while I'm in the interview. And I got the, I got a job as a developer for that fantasy sports company by them simply saying, Hey, can you do this? And I said, yeah, I could do it. Never written a line of code in my life. Never. Absolutely none. The, the first day at work, I come home and I'm, I'm man enough to admit this now. I sat on the floor of my bedroom and I bawled my eyes out for like an hour. I'm like, how am I going to do this? Because I just left the job I was at for eight years. Like I was making inroads there. I took a pay cut, also had to pay for the subway, the, the train to get up there. I'm like, I just blew my life up. My wife, I, I love her. She, she picked me up. We went to Barnes and Noble. Now, see, that's how old we are. We went to the physical store. Yeah. Uh, I spent our last two hundred dollars on books on how to do Still this because there were no websites. Yeah. It was books. Uh-huh. Um, you. Have you ever been to like AutoZone and you know those big stacks of books where they thumb through to find your part or whatever? It was like that <laughs> on our desks back there. Uh-huh. Um, so three days after I got the job, I'm actually on the phone with Yahoo Sports, who wants to purchase our game license our game to be on their website and they're asking me questions like can you do this can you do this and in my head i'm yeah we could do it we could do it but in my head i'm like i have no idea i think it could be done okay. thankfully <laughs> it <I> was <laughs> yeah, right that's it and and that's that's kind of the attitude i've had with with technology in general i've never been afraid to push the button see what it does because if I break it, I'm confident I'll figure out how to fix it again. Now, you asked me to to patch drywall in my house. I, mean, I have no idea at that point. I'm dad, come help me. But you need me to fix technology in your house? That I got you covered for. So, with this company, um, we're we're four people. So it's myself, uh, Andrew, Mark, and Zachary. Um, Mark and Andrew, I actually used to work with. Uh, they, and so it's always nice to draw back. And Zachary is actually my brother. Jack, Zachary is an accountant. And it, we figured we could trust him with our money. He's my brother and an accountant. So we're okay. Um, <laughs> he actually just, we, uh, just before we went on, uh, I got a text from him confirming that he did send the payouts to the pros who we've gotten for this week. So that's one of the other things we want to do is we know some of these pros are on longer contracts where let's say they get paid every two weeks or every month or get a stipend throughout. We, we want to okay. pay every week. So okay. at the end of every tour, not every week, sorry, at the, every tournament. Uh, I always forget that sometimes there's two weeks in between tournaments. So when I, yeah. yeah. So after every tournament, the next day, we send that money right out to them. We, we want to make their lives easier because we want to see better disc golf. And we think we can help that. Mm -hmm. Um, so with on your card, man, I can't, let's keep losing this question. (laughs) Um, damn it, Eric. So, I'll be the technology guy here for a moment. If you hit Windows and S and then just type the word note, hit enter, it'll open up a notepad. Next time, just type your question. <laughs> that way you keep it. That's what I, I do when I when I, when yeah. I have something I want to say. So if you ever see me look down for a second, it's because yeah. I have something I want to say, but I don't want the train to go off the rails. Uh, yeah. Yep. All right. I got it. So with on your card, you said you've been working on it for about a year and a half, right? Yep. How great was it to finally see it put forth into like the public? public's eye and then finally now you have the first tournament under your belt everything worked as as planned 
Sure. I, 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 I quickly looked through everything. I, I just quickly went on on earlier today, and I was just kind of like looking to see how stuff changed, uh, just to kind of yeah. get an idea for it. And everything looked like it worked from from my eye, but I'm well, I, you know I'm sure there's stuff that goes on in the background. No, that that means uh, our late night last night when the tournament closed and the markets updated for the first time, we were we were on the uh, on a Zoom call till. I want to say about 12.30, 1 o'clock, and then on the phone till about 2 in the morning. Um, but no, uh, I've been talking to a couple pros for the better part of six months. And it's so much easier when you have a product to sell them rather than conceptually. And right. uh, I have a product for them to go look at. And and the first couple who said yes, I give them all the props in the world. So you're looking at uh, Raven Newsom, Ezra Robinson, and Connor O'Reilly. Those guys, those guys took my word on it, signed up on faith. And then the uh, funny part is Ezra Robinson, we didn't announce him yet. He put the link in his Instagram bio. And about four hours later, we got a sale. And it was in Ezra's league. And I'm like, how did that happen? Like, we didn't tell anybody. So I went to go message him back on Instagram and I saw in his bio, there it was. I'm like, okay, like maybe we yeah. really are onto something. Yeah. And yeah. you know, once like nobody wants to be first, nobody wants to be the guinea pig. Everybody wants a little bit of proof. Everybody wants to know that the guy they're talking to really is going to do what he says they're going to do. And when you start to get a couple others and we, the first week we launched, we made two pro announcements every day. Uh, and I, I have, I think I've had 20, 25 conversations and I've only gotten two hard no's. And before you ask, I'm not going to tell you, um, <laughs> everybody else has been, yes, sign me up right now, or let me think about it, get back to me in a couple of days. And we've converted most of those. Let me think about it because right. I'm Does not that, requiring. It doesn't sound like there's any downsides to what you're offering. So <laughs> Right. And that's, that's where we're at. I'm not, we're not asking for our logo to be on your back in every tournament. I'm not asking it for it to be on a hat. We're, we're not asking, we're not literally, I'm not asking anything other than play the game. And that can take as little as 30 seconds. If you guys have been in our platform, we, we wanted to consider the pros time. We understand that after the tournament, they get dinner, they go to sleep, they wake up the next day and a lot of them have to hit the road. So this has to be something that can be done really quickly. You can draft a full team in our application in under two minutes. And then after that, you're only going to have to trade in or out players who aren't starting or the course is suited better for. And, and you, can, you can sell and then buy a new player in less than 20 seconds in our, yeah. team, in, in our game. Mm -hmm. You could spend five hours diving in if you want to, but okay. go ahead, Kyle. I'm sorry. Oh, you're okay. Um, do you think uh, it sounds fairly, I mean, not si like exactly, but similar to like, I don't know, like more of like a daily fantasy kind of feel are people that like coming from that, the ecosystem is probably going to be something that they're used to. Yeah. I would, I would imagine so. So the one thing that, that I miss about fantasy sports in general compared to that, daily fantasy is the attachment mm -hmm. like it, it's that okay i got i got this player in the beginning of the year and we're now six eight ten weeks in and they've been playing great well now i'm rooting for them i've made myself a fan of that player and for me if that player is 
playing on your court. Okay, now I'm going to sign up to play with that person. And that's all because I drafted him, uh, him or her, and they performed. And, and it, it's that it, it really is that attachment. So it, right. in, in the daily, you're picking for that tournament. See you later. Goodbye. Right. In ours, you pick. If you don't want to sell, you don't have to. If you sell, want to sell one player, you sell one. But the, the, the goal is to, to get you to experiment or explore the entire field, not just get locked in on the Pauls, the Rickies, the Calvins, the Pages. Explore everybody. Like uh, Nande. She she hit that ace. I had no idea who she was until I was going through and verifying prices in our game, and I looked up, oh, she finished last year really strong, but why didn't I hear about it? That's cool. Quiet. One of those quiet people. Um, and then it doesn't matter how much money your players are worth, like as far as scoring wise, all that matters is how many points you score at the end. But Correct. Like, the more money you have, the you know, then you can maybe pick up like a Paul or a Ricky to keep keep on your on your card and then uh, mess with like the other three or whatever. Right. So uh, GT Hancock, actually, out of all our pros, we put something out the, uh, today. He scored the most. He scored 1,231 points this week. Where we think is an average week is going to be anywhere between 950 and 1,025 points. That's going to be a solid week. Anything above right. and beyond that, you, you hit a couple sleepers. Anything right. below that, more than likely, your big pros missed. <laughs> um, so he had... Ezra Aderhold, Andrew Marweed, Drew Gibson, and Matty O. So no bottom finishers, a couple yeah. real top finishers, and then mm-hmm. the other two made the cut and finished just off that upper upper tier. But yeah. it, it's the the funny part is is the entire lead card for round two you could have afforded in our game because there it wasn't all just massive name yeah. players yeah. and then <laughs> right and then you have to worry Scott about Withers. like yep yeah. uh so eagle is eagle gonna be the eagle of two years ago we don't know yeah. so <laughs> we had to adjust his price and take that into account so we brought him down a little bit so a lot of people jumped on eagle's bandwagon oh eagle he's affordable and what he do he came out and played played fantastic outside of coming down the stretch yesterday yeah and that I think that, I, I think what oh, sorry, sorry. Right, Eric. you go. I was just gonna talk about Eagle. So All right, I was just gonna say that it's um ah oh, fuck dude, I totally lost it. Damn it. Ah oh. I'm sorry. Right, well that, anyway, that, that brain slip. Nope, it's gone. I think uh I think Eagle on on his final round will tend to throw stuff away just trying to get that win. Like he'll 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 you know he knows he can push himself that extra limit if he needs to. Um, and I think that'll end up well, not all the time. Well, but can be his downfall often. Right. But that does he do that because he knows he's good enough to be there week after week. So when he's there, it's go, it's not hold off. Yeah. It's just go. Right. And yeah. then, so uh, I was talking one of uh, one of the guys that is in our game, Matt Bell. So I'm actually playing with Matt Bell. I've met I've met Matt a couple times. Uh, he, he's a great guy. Uh, funny Matt Bell story. I was uh, down in uh, Delaware Disc Golf last year. I played in the event. My brother challenged me to play in an A tier. And three. Uh, have you guys uh, heard of Iron Hill? Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We just had okay. a 
one of our friends is, is right close to that happy with par so yeah oh yeah that that course is no joke and yeah. walking that three days is no joke thank god the dare was from my brother who said i dare you to play the a-tier and i'll caddy for you all right perfect my my father actually has a a, a camping trailer there is a campground about 20 minutes from iron hill we parked that and we stayed there and it was just me and my brother for four days while i competed in I was doing okay. First two rounds, I was 12 over and then 13 over. From the longs at Iron Hill, I love that. Right, so 25 over going into third round. I finished the third round 25 over itself. Um, uh, <laughs> so after that, we went and watched the pros for a little bit. And uh, me and my brother think we're sneaky. We go up to the next tee so we can see the green but also have good shot. And all of a sudden, I get a nice little tap on my shoulder, and I just hear beep, beep. I'm like, what is that? And sure enough, it's Matt Bell. He's like, excuse me. Like, just so polite, so nice. Um, but I'm in Matt Bell's league. And I drafted Matt Bell, and he didn't. So I'm beating Matt Bell with, with Matt, Matt Bell, Bell right now. <laughs> Love that. That's funny. That's really cool. Yeah. I Okay, I finally came up with my question. Um, so you probably have, like, an algorithm base to just get all of this raw data um, are you then adjusting like, you know, that, that worry that Eagle is going to potentially not you know, perform, would that be you directly at the moment? Uh, so that, that is a combination between me and my brother, Zachary. Um, nice. but we adjusted prices coming into the season. After that, the market dictates where their prices go. We don't touch them, uh, on, at, except at the beginning of the season. So, we're keeping track of the number of buys a player has, the sells that they have, the holds that they have, right? Because a hold is the same validation as a buy, but you can't buy a player that's already on your roster. So okay. we're we're keeping track of holds. We're tracking player searches, um, uh, clicks within our system. So general interest, it builds because the stock market, for every buy, there's an equal sell. We don't have that. It's, take week one. Nobody was selling anybody. Everybody was just buying to fill up their roster. Right. We did have a couple sells on Kristen and Ricky as well, because once they realized they're not going to be there, okay, let me get them off the off the squad. But it's <laughs> the market that dictates it. We're not we're not going to manipulate prices because of injuries. We count on the players to do that because okay, let's. Uh, I'm not going to jinx anybody. So player A gets hurt. The market then has a mass offsell of the player. Their price is going to plummet. And then if they come back, that yes, they will be a bargain again. Uh -huh. That's awesome. That's much easier for you guys than having to actually like <laughs> do things on your own. You also, get all the work ahead of time. And your opinion out of it too. Um, right. Uh, yeah. And we, we, we wanted to do that. That's why, that's why we took such a big sample size because Look, uh, opinion bias is real. Everybody has their favorite players. Everybody has their player who they think, oh, if they just would have made one more putt or didn't get that tree kick, they were winning that tournament. No, no, we take the bias out. Uh, data doesn't lie. It can be manipulated, but it never lies. So our goal was to take that data and have it tell the story it wanted to tell us. And you can mask player names if you just look at performance. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. This player would be rated higher than this player, would be worth more money in the game than this player. And then you release all the names and you make adjustments from there after that baseline is established. 
Justin, uh, maybe you already answered this and I missed it, but uh, the points you get, that's only based on how they finish. It has nothing to do anything in between. It's only, it only matters how, what place they finish at the end. Correct. And one okay. of the reasons we chose to do that is, is again, fantasy sports, they, they, there can be so much minutiae in it, right? Like take, take yeah. the NFL, you get a point for just the quarterback handing the ball to the running back. The running back gets a point for a carry. He lost four yards. Okay, so he lost four points or a quarter of a point, thus losing yeah. one point for losing four yards on the rush. Because fantasy disc golf is such a new experience, we want this to be easy to understand Simple, yeah. and not okay. bog it down. But it, yeah. but we feel where we turn that simplicity into a little bit more complexity is the balance of that FPO, MPO feel. Mm-hmm. So you're not just looking at, I mean, this year you could just watch Jomez and you're getting both cards, but in years past, you weren't, you, you had to go seek out the FPO and I like watching FPO. They still throw further than me, but I feel like I can pick (laughs) up more lines watching their game than the MPO. I'll never be able to throw 600 feet, but I might be Mm -hmm. able to get 350 here and there. And that's a lot of the, a lot of the FPO players, 350 is where you're looking at some of the bigger ones four, 450, but 350 is about average. So I feel like I pick up more to relate to my game, watching the FPO field. Yeah. Learn how to play smart from watching them instead of just trying to throw over everything. Uh, I'm, I'm three years away. So uh, I'm, I'm in the MA 40 now I'm three years away from officially entering 50 and I'm going to start playing old man golf and I'm going to beat them all. There you go. That's awesome. <laughs> you should do it. Do it. <laughs> yeah. But then um, what comes in my head, the second I'm behind one tree, I'm like, well, if I throw it through this gap and it turns, uh, well, then I could make this 400 foot forehand from a knee under a bush through a raspberry. Good like, <laughs> right. Cause I did it one time in one practice round from nowhere near that complicated a lie. I got it. <laughs> uh, so got tell us uh, just like, where were you when, when the wheels started turning on, on like starting a fantasy disc golf, like where, like, tell us a little bit about that. Sure. So uh, the second, the second I took the trip, um, so me and my father last uh, August, yeah, this past August, we went on a big family vacation. So we go with with my parents. I'm one of five boys. We all go out. Family all comes out. And we've been going to Myrtle Beach, Tennessee. This year we went to Zion out in Utah. And my father and one of my brothers drove that camper out there. Um, we fly back. And I had at this point, I had quit my job for the company that I previously worked for. Um, My wife says it saved me from a heart attack. Um, But (laughs) we got to travel back across. Sorry, I I skipped a little thing there. So he sent out a message. Anybody want to join me for the rest of the drive after a day of driving my brother back down? And I just looked at my wife. I'm like, I could fly to Kansas City and make the five, six day trip back with him. He's like, I'll pick you up. So next day I'm on a flight out to Kansas city. Um, Very confusing airport and weird. If you've never been there, the second you deboard the plane, you're out of the airport. Like it's 15 steps and you're, you're in the air. It's not, I'm, I'm from the land of Newark, LaGuardia, JFK, these massive airports. That one, I was like, is that really it? Like, can I go to the bathroom even? Like we don't Um, have to take a tram to. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
Um, so we ended up playing Peter Pan. We hit dynamic discs. We played uh, Harmony Bends, Eagles Crossing, Idlewild, Boundary Park before oh, coming oh. back home. And it was uh, it was a trip of a lifetime. Uh, uh, my father and I, we just told stories for eight hours a day. And that was the time I decided this little idea that we've been working on on the side, we have to figure out a way to make this be part of my life, to, to be able to turn to my wife and say, hey, we're, we're going to fly out to, we're going to fly out to Texas because I want to, I want to watch this tournament. And knowing that I can do that because I can work this job from anywhere. And, and right. that's, that's a shared experience I have with, with Andrew, Mark, and Zach, the other three founders of this company. We want, we want to take what we do, apply it to something that we feel is beneficial, but also fun, right? You want it to be fun and be able to do it from anywhere. My wife says, I want to go to Costa Rica. Okay, let's go. Well, let's check the bank account first, and then let's go. Um, <laughs> uh, so it, I can do my job from there as long as you don't mind me hopping on doing stuff like this, hopping on Zoom calls at 9, 10 o'clock at night. And other than that, we, we're good to go. And it's really weird right now because I'm trying to get as many pros to play our game as possible. My morning consists of let's contact six or seven. And then I wait. And then you yeah. get red and they come back. Yeah, I'm available. Let's talk. Okay. When? How about seven o'clock tonight? Sure. So I have two hours, three hours in the middle of the day where I have nothing to do. I go play disc golf. And then oh, I yeah. come back, talk till <laughs> 10, 11, especially when they're on the West Coast, 11 midnight. I'm on the mm -hmm. phone. The wife's in bed. The kids are all in bed. And then I sit down, I'm like, wow, that was a busy day. And then I'm like, yeah, but you still played around. It's okay. So usually, uh, so where I used to work, it was about a 50 minute commute, 25 minutes in between, there was a disc golf course. I found out a sunrise round is a great way to start a business day. So I'd go <laughs> play around, tee off at six o'clock in the morning, finish my round, finish my drive to the office. And I was much less of a happy yeah that we'll put it that way i was happy, <laughs> happy. that's a better way yeah happier at least right. yes yeah. still had to go to work but yeah, yeah still but uh much like here in my home office uh i have a link here with me i don't putt with it i'm not a fan sorry dismania um but it is my it is my fidget spinner so when i'm sitting here and i need to think i just go ahead and spin the disc there I have what I had one of them in my office. It was a, a stalker that I loved the rim of, but couldn't throw it for crap. So I'm like, all right, I love the feel of it. Let me at least get some good vibes from this disc. And it became my office spinner. Gotcha. I like that. I would cause destruction <laughs> so quickly. <laughs> well, I did try and lay down a roller in the office and was shocked how quick it runs on corporate carpets. It just goes. Yeah. Thankfully, <laughs> it, it hit a metal cubicle and not the drywall wall because it would have went right through. Yeah. Uh, so, did you guys set any any real goals for the year, or just wanna wanna just kind of get the, your the message out about it as as far as you can right now for the first year? Or? Yeah, we're 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 flying by the seat of our pants here. We're uh, I'm not uh -huh. I'm not I I, I don't want to. 
I don't want this. I'm not going into this to say, make me a millionaire, make me a billionaire. I'm going into this to let's impact as many lives as we can, whether that be through tour support, through charity, through uh, content creators and my, and my own and the rest of our team. Let's, let's all do this together and let's have a little fun along the way. And with the growth that we've had in the first two weeks and the the pros that are playing our game, the posts that we're seeing, the 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 chats back and forth we're seeing, that first night before the tournament, when we saw people signing in and selling their players and adjusting their rosters, like I was I was jumping up and down with excitement. And that was that was messages to the other founders with us of look, we did this. This is something we put together. This came from our minds and it's out there now it's a scary thing to do very very much so i've been i've been building websites like i said for about 25 years and the launch and then the first subsequent night process is terrifying just always terrifying so I, i used to work for a financial company and one day i came home and i sat down and i realized wow the code that i wrote helped somebody with a million dollar deal and then the enormity of my numbers have to be right my calculations have to be perfect (laughs) like there's real dollars on the line here so yeah it's it's fun and and that's that's where we're at here so uh, i'm i'm a fantasy guy i'm a numbers guy something like this just kind of made sense i love your the the idea of not using pros but like using that um influence is a fantastic uh, like idea great job on that Um, thank you and one of the one of the things that that we also love is there's no cap look if 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 we get a pro who brings in ten thousand people and and i say this when i'm on the phone is i'll fly to your next tour stop and i'll hand you that thirty thousand that you earned by bringing in that i always throw in the caveat i won't give it to you until after i get a form lesson but uh, so the better they play hopefully the better i get at this golf too (laughs) yeah yeah just on the bottom of the check just like free lessons right right in the memo it is golf lessons yeah and and then my accountant will go why are you paying thirty thousand for a golf lesson (laughs) you don't understand you get it (laughs) then i'll give them a frisbee and watch them throw it 10 feet and then i'll be able to throw it 350 and i'll be like that's why Yep. Love it. Um, I know you kind of mentioned it at the beginning, but where where can people sign up to play or where can people find all this again? Sure. If they go to onyourcard.com, one thing that we wanted to make sure of is again, this makes it easier for pros. Uh how many websites passwords have you forgotten? And then how many do you always have to hit forgot password every time you log in? because you don't remember what you changed it to. We did away with that. So we're using an email link. You just sign in with your email address. We'll email you the login link. Click it, you're logged back in. No usernames, no passwords to remember. Once you're in our system, if you hit leagues down the bottom, there'll be another tab for pro leagues. You can sit there and you can play with the pros. We also offer private leagues. So if you want to play with your, just your local club, you for 25 bucks, we'll manage the entire league for you. It gets you $25. You can play in your own economy there. So one of the things that we've done is like your fantasy football, baseball, basketball, once you miss the start of the season, you can't play, right? Because they start at the beginning of the year. 
we're creating new leagues every single week. And they start at that week's tournament and they run through the end of the year. So $10, if you started last week, it gets you 24 weeks of playing fantasy for $10. Well, now Waco's coming up. The markets have adjusted. Teams have, have scored points. We don't want you to start behind the eight ball. So we create a new league that the first tournament for that league is Waco. And the pros team is moved over. And instead of starting with the $10,000 that we've started, so Connor O'Reilly again, he's, he's first, he's alphabetical. Uh, he's also a really good guy. Um, he's, his, <laughs> his value is actually $10,883. So week one, he made $883. Uh-huh. For his Waco league, when you go start, you're going to start with $10,883. You'll start at the exact same level that he is, and that's going to happen all year long. So again, use, use Robert Burge or Jake Hebenheimer again from last year, or even, even to a lesser extent, Isaac Robinson's name was known a little bit more, but he, he, he sustained up high. Let's say you find yeah. out about this player that you don't know. You could join them 18 weeks into the season, support them and still play fantasy against them for the rest of the year. We, we've tried to balance it. So it's not just a, Okay, start of the season. Here you go. There's all the money that you get. There's all the money that we get. No, we've tried to make it. So this is an ongoing, repeatable step for the pros, for the fans to continue to engage in disc golf. Wonderful pitch. <laughs> well, I, well, I thank you. I am. A, it's it's funny because I am a technology guy. So we go to we used to go to technology conferences. And the first year I warmed my team, I was like, because I have I had a pretty good, pretty outgoing technology team, because again, that's just typically I'm an outgoing guy. That's who you're attracted to. And I know, like we talked about before, my, my microphone's about probably six feet away from me right now. Yeah. And I don't think you're having any problems hearing me. I'm, a, I'm, a, <laughs> I, I'm an out there guy. And, and so I a, a real hard introvert is not the employee for me and I'm not the boss for them. So I warned everybody, you're going to be the most outgoing people at this conference. And they're like, no, we're not. No, we're not. By two days in, they were like, oh no, we, we really are. Um, <laughs> I forgot the point of that story. No, it's my right. turn now. <laughs> <laughs> what was the question that was asked before it? Uh, I don't know if it was a question. I thought he was just complimenting how great your oh your, the, yeah. the the your pitch was. Yes. Okay. Yeah, how great your pitch was. Um. So in this company, I'm not technology oriented. That's that's uh, Andrew and Mark. I am. I'm the guy who's coming on the podcast. I'm the guy who's here to talk. And, and it's nerve wracking being this guy. At my last company, it was our CEO. He was that guy. He was all over the place and. And I have a newfound respect for it after only doing it for two weeks, the cold call of, can I, are they going to, one, get on the phone with me? Two, are they going to like the idea? Three, are they just going to blow me off? And, and so far, I haven't, I haven't had any negative interactions with any pros, any, any media, anything. Everybody's been absolutely fantastic, which just sort of kind of reinforces that maybe we're the right team the right product at the right time for disc golf because just in the three years i've been doing it it's exploded and, mm-hmm. and it's still 
a niche sport. There's still so much room for this sport to grow. And I'm sure just like you, uh, I'm sure you guys are very similar to me. Any new person you meet, they're like, so what do you do? Or what do you do for fun? The, the disc, it comes out. It, it, that's what you're talking about. We should go sometime. So uh, Mark and Andrew, they never played. And I had discs in my trunk. One lunch, I get Andrew out and we had a field behind our office. And I had been talking about this for about a year, year and a half. And I'm like, you should throw one. He threw it. And I'm like, all right, now try it this way. And he got one out there. Sure enough, I get a text that weekend. He had went out, bought a starter kit, and he also bought a nuke. I'm like, all right, put the nuke away. Let's stick with the starter <laughs> kit right now. Um, and then uh, about, I want to say, six to eight months later, he did the same thing with his brother-in-law. And he sent me the picture of his brother-in-law three days later after buying a couple discs. It's, it's, yeah. it's that. It, it's, it's just, it's such an amazing game. And I don't think I'm ever at more peace than when you let it go. Because, right, is there ever a quieter time in your life than when you're watching the disc fly through the woods? No, everybody shuts up. Everybody yeah. just watches it until the one guy says nice and it hits the tree. But everybody <laughs> does just watch it. Yeah, yeah, I think it's definitely uh, the best sport out there. That the, the combination of like essentially raw nature and a sport is something that you don't find. So. Yeah, and uh, so that that morning course where I would play those sunrise rounds, the only other people in the park, there was this group of of four elderly ladies who would do their laps around the park. They'd say hi to me every morning. There was one point where they were right behind the tee on the eighth hole and they stopped and just watched me. And in my head, I'm like, oh, don't mess it up. Don't. These are these are four <laughs> ladies I don't know. Sure enough, uh -huh. I got it. And you just heard, ooh, and then I got claps. I was like, that's a great way to start a day off. It's yeah, just wonderful. Yeah. There was another guy who jogged with his son. They would always say hi. So they didn't play, but they were still part of my disc golf community. That's yeah. it. It's building a community. Yep. Love that. So uh, what was like the first disc you fell in love with? Like what was like, you know, you started with the starter pack, but then like what was like one that you found it and it just like changed, changed the way you play or became uh, yeah, like go-to? Sure. Uh, it was actually a 2018 Sexton Firebird. Oh. Uh, so I used to play third base in baseball. Uh -huh. So the forehand came naturally to me. It Like it just felt right. But because my form was awful, you need something that overstable to make it yeah. do any of what you're expecting it to do, right? Uh -huh. yeah. um, and then I lost it. Oh. And then I looked into the Firebird market and I was like, I don't think I can financially afford to throw Firebirds. <laughs> so I switched over to a stock Pioneer. And I love okay. that thing now. It is uh, it is a go-to for me. Uh, two of my other favorites, uh, the Deflector, which is beefy, uh, uh, and the Toro, which out of the box is real beefy, but it beats in and flies nice and straight. No coincidence, the Deflector and the Toro are also my only two aces. Um, oh. But that's, that's not why I love them at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, good news, because uh, if you ever want to go back to the Firebirds, the 2021 Firebirds are super cheap. Oh, yeah? no, they, oh, yeah. You, Did you, they flood the market too much? Yeah, they fl flooded the market with the 20. You can still buy 22s in stock, too. And so 22s are probably going to end up being the same. But yeah, yeah, 21s are insanely cheap. 
All right. Well, when I run through my my backup supply of pioneers, yeah, uh, because uh, so the the basement, the garage, the the office. Where where do you guys keep your? I'm gonna throw this, above. but I don't end up throwing it discs. Where do you keep yours? Uh, all, everywhere. There, there's some <laughs> in my closet. There's some on the wall. There's some in the garage. There's some in the my trunk. <laughs> I have a yeah, bin so, next to me. That's it? You're <laughs> just a single bin guy? Um, Pretty much, yeah. You don't have any in your backseat. No extras in your trunk. Come uh, on now. Yeah, yeah. So the lease on my car was coming up, and uh, I had to get a new one and knew I was going to. Uh, so I cleaned out my trunk, and then I brought this one home, and I'm like, this car is going to be different. Uh, I put everything in there nice and organized. And then about four weeks later, when I go to take out my shoes, I'm like, how are there nine discs in the trunk? Like, how did they get there? So, yeah, it's it's a, it's an obsession. And uh, it, it, it's one I'm glad to have, though. There are much worse things to be addicted to. Yep, that's for sure. Yeah. And, uh... And spirit of the show, what's your biggest oh no moment on the course? My biggest oh no moment. Mm. It could have been a swear word too, but <laughs> oh, I, I I I do I do swear like a sailor, and I play a lot with my daughter. Uh, so having people look at me, I oh, I actually hit my own car. Oh, uh, that's, a fun <laughs> the, one. that's a good one. There, yeah, there is a practice field, and the front half of it is the parking for the course, and you can park. And I had been working on forehanding a saint, so a saint is nine seven negative one two, yep. and I'm trying to forehand that because I know when I get that, my form is getting better. Yeah. Um. So I had thrown it three or four times. And I got it to flip up the flat, fly straight, and then dump. I'm like, all right, I got this. On the fourth or fifth time, I'm throwing back towards my car, but I'm aimed well behind my car. Nope, turned it over right into the side of my car and took off the clear coat of paint. No dent, thank you, but it, it uh -huh. nailed my car. Uh, I then had to explain to everybody who looked at it, oh, what happened? Yeah, I did that. I threw a disc into it. So that would probably go down as my biggest one. Is that the uh, car that you just turned in for the lease? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to. I don't have to explain that scratch anymore. <laughs> that would have. I don't know what would have been. That probably, that would have been much funnier though. It's the brand new car you just got. Right. Yeah. No, I. Uh, I. I don't think I would have come home that night, even though my wife is the most understanding person in the world, and she she would look at me and go, "Well, I'm glad it's your car, not mine." Big germ said like, that. Yeah, big the dent is. I'm getting so good. Look, my, look so at how powerful. Yeah, look how hard I threw it though. <laughs> big germ said that when you buy a buy a car, the first thing a disc golfer is supposed to do is throw a disc at it. Oh, yeah. Big germ's <laughs> got more money than I do. Then <laughs> I just I think he took like one of the rubber putters and just like tossed it at the at the top. There you go. You I do it. have a Binks in my basement. Yeah, yeah, through one of those. So, yeah. Um, was there anything we missed? I'm kind of out of questions. Did we stump you on anything? No, I think uh, I think 
I think we got everything across. And I, I also think we didn't just focus on uh, just the game too. I think it yeah. was, it was good general, just disc golf. Um, so no, I, I, I think, plan. yeah. And, and I appreciate it. I love the, the casual nature behind it. And uh, I do apologize. I can, I can get going into, into stories and uh, That's the whole I love point, to man. share experience. Yeah. We yeah. love it. Yeah, <laughs> oh, no, it's perfect. Great. It's That's nice great. to sit back and let people talk. <laughs> It makes well, us. That, it makes it easier for us. <laughs> so, all right. So, the key to then getting people to talk is, I have to start a podcast and just ask the questions and then go. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. Now I know. Thank you. Today I learned. <laughs> I have one um, random question, oh. if you want. Yeah. Go before we, if, you know, if we before we ended up. Um, I I found some left hand left turn questions. Um, what do you think if you have like a spicy opinion, uh, that most people would disagree with, what would would you have? Do you have one like that? Uh, About disc golf or in general? Just random up to you. You can do two if you want. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the, the, the real one as the, as the, the face of a new company, I'm not going to give you. Uh, if you want the second you hit stop record, I'll tell you that one. Uh, <laughs> um, I think rollers should be illegal. Ooh. Oh, I mean, really, I like it's only because it. I, it's only because I can't throw them. I try. <laughs> I'll throw the forehand. My brother, Zach in the company, he, we have this one hole and to put it to put it this way, the dedication on the sign. One of our local top tier guys and in the club, his name is Sean Howard. We just got new T signs. The only thing to carry over from the old T signs to the new ones was this hole is sponsored by Sean Howard's inevitable bogey. Um, so it is the tightest turn. Turns right, turns left, goes straight, and there are just trees everywhere so my brother can lay down a forehand roller that goes perfect i try them as soon as they hit the ground it's right turn and they're almost hitting the road that's 150 (laughs) feet away i try a backhand roller i end up just it just turns into a nice panning fade and it's gone so rollers should be banned (laughs) i like it i think uh, i think Paige pierce agrees with you i'm pretty sure (laughs) i think she hates rollers or just refuses to learn them. I don't know. I don't know. Well, right. Didn't didn't Kyle Klein win the distance competition with a roller? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. Six hundred and eighty-two feet or something. I mean, granted, yeah. it's impressive, but it's crazy yeah. to watch people do that. Yeah. So yeah. talented. Yeah. Oh, but the all right. So he go non-disc golf hot take. If you're a field goal kicker, you should never miss a kick. It's your only job. <laughs> no, you have Even- one job. Even if they shot. give you like the 53, 54 ones, 54 yard ones. When everybody else is out there beating each other up, if you're not out there making 55, 60, 65 yard <laughs> field goals, uh, and don't get me started, you should nobody should ever miss an extra point, even though it's 35 yards now. Come on, like make it. That's that's your job. That's, that's your why only it's not job. my job. <laughs> but you, you had one job. <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> That's funny. Hmm. Well, Rick, we appreciate you taking your time out 
out of your day to come chat with us about On Your Card. We're super excited to, to see where it goes. And I'm probably going to, I don't know what pro I'm going to battle against, but I'm probably going to sign up yeah. to battle oh. the pro. I want, well, let's pick the same pro, Eric, because like, I want to beat oh. you too. Oh, yes. okay. There we go. <laughs> Perfect. So to tie into that, one thing that we're working on now is for that, those content creators and those charities to be able to play with hosts and not pros. So I'll make sure I reach back out to you guys and you guys can also host your own league. And then oh, that'd be the, the, the benefit yeah. comes back to you guys. That'd be awesome. Sign Who pro, what, so wait, <laughs> what pros are you playing, Rick? That way we can play against you too. Uh, so I am in, I got to go to my leagues right now. I am playing with uh, Joe, Joseph Bruno, who is a local guy who plays local. a couple <laughs> elite series, uh, Matt Bell and, and Trevin Crow right now. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm going to play with multiple throughout the year. Those were yeah, who I sure. decided to start the year with. Uh-huh, right. Yeah, for sure. So, well, yeah, I yes. think uh, I think either today, tonight or tomorrow, I'll be signed up. So I'm pretty excited. Perfect. To, I've been been kind of checking out, checking it out on my phone every once in a while, and it looks lots like lots of fun. Yeah, I'm gonna have Thank to check you. it out. I haven't checked it out yet. I'm gonna have to check it out. It sounds well, awesome. Please send me actual feedback, like actual responses. What you like, what you don't, and uh, it, it, if if it's something that you don't like, hopefully it's on our enhancement list for the year. But if not, we'll make sure when we do release that enhancement, we'll give you a thank you byline in there for you. Awesome. <laughs> well, thank you guys. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, nice meeting you, Rick. Have a good one. Pleasure. Have a good night. <laughs>